What's up, Buttercup? So first off, we got a couple things going on. One, Anthony's laptop is kaput, so he is using a tablet. Audio quality might be a little weird, but we'll do our best to fix it in editing. I I think you sound okay, but I I know we got a little bit of background noise, and I know your son's going to try to join us on occasion. Yeah, yeah. He's he's up, and he's running around being a toddler. (laughs) How old is he now? He'll be two in June. And as you can tell, Special Mikey is not with us. He is having some computer problems, and hopefully he will be able to join in before we are done. But we had to get started, so we're not on for five minutes before Anthony has to go. Yeah, I got to leave early today, sadly, because last week I got a new job, everybody. I, uh, I'm uh, officially now a substitute preschool teacher in Orange County. And I got called to show up to one of the schools today. So I got to leave around like, I don't know, probably, probably a good 40 minutes into the call so I could get ready and go be a teacher for today. Congratulations. Well, hey, we haven't started What's Nerdy with You, and that's appropriate because it looks like Michael got his Skype to work and I can call him. Ooh, fancy. Hey, look at that. We heard the little blub blub. Is he, is he, is it going to work? Is it going to work? The, the little blue blue. Little blue blue. It's all blue. We escape people. I, um, it's calling him. Blue blue. Oh, I don't know. <sighs> Technical difficulties. Fair. It worked. We pulled him out from the depths of despair. Yeah. And, and we have successfully actually done a seamless transition. So, hey, Michael, we're doing a we're doing a um, the three of us together for the first time in weeks. Good. And I have a gift for you. What? How would you like it if I hosted? Do it. Fantastic. Well, our topic today is a conglomeration of stuff. We don't have a topic. We got really good feedback from our last few non-topic episodes. So we want to do another one because our next couple episodes have guests scheduled one after the other. But first, before we get into our topic about everything, we're going to play the game we play every week called What's Nerdy With You? For new listeners, what that means is we are all going to share the nerdiest thing we did this week, and we are going to... Vote at the end on who had the nerdiest. Our special guest this morning is Michael, and our special guest always goes first. <laughs> Dick. I like this. I like this already. <laughs> <laughs> nerdiest thing I did this week. I did another unboxing video for the podcast. I actually had a question about that. Go ahead. So you do your Loot Crate unboxing. This was your second one. Mm-hmm. And you do your little video where you show everything to our listeners and you put it on our Facebook page. Uh-huh. What do you do with that stuff? What do I do with it? Yeah. I burn it. Oh, that was anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. No, some of it gets put up uh, like almost right away. We have a hutch in our living room where I'm allowed to put stuff on top of it. So like some of the little stuff I'll put up, uh, like the, the, the Jurassic Park tin sign. I am not allowed to put that up until after we move. Like, my wife is like, that is not going up <laughs> anywhere in this house. So I was like, thanks. Love you too, babe. So, he but. He thinks it's going to go up when they move. <laughs> well, here's the thing I'm going to have a record room in our new house, which basically just means I get to sit in my walk in closet with my headset. That's fantastic. That's actually a really good studio. We should get some stuff we can put on the wall to make it look like there's soundproofing. Yeah, it, that or I could just have my clothes pick absorb the sound because it actually works. Does it? Yeah, they um they're not a flat surface. Oh, any any kind of angled surface real that's not like hard. That's why it's spongy. That's why the the sound walls are are spongy. Uh, will absorb the sound. Speaking of bad recording rooms, I may have some dog barking in the background. That's okay. They're special guests, not me. But no, like, but now that we're actually getting ready to move and we're actually starting stuff, a lot of my nerd stuff had to be taken down. So I'm like, hello, darkness, my old friend, as I'm putting stuff in boxes. Why can't you put <laughs> up the the raptor sign? It's like the best thing in that box. 
It was one of my favorite things in that box. But my wife's like, it doesn't go with anything we're doing in the house right now. So I'm going to put it on the wall in the in my little record studio closet. So, but like, I, they actually give me a lot of, of freedom to put stuff up in our house. Like, I have swords in the, up in the living room, so I'm pretty happy. Well, but enough about me. Anthony, what about you? My nerd thing is that I decided to try to get back to eating healthy again, like when I was first a vegetarian. See, when I first became a vegetarian, I got really into eating healthy and stuff, and, and like I lost a lot of weight, and I felt really good. And then after the years, I kind of stopped doing that. So then I gained a bunch of weight back, and now I don't feel so good. So I was like, let's change that back to when it was good. Oh, did, and, you, did you actually have that day where you're like, hey, I can deep fry everything, and it's still vegetarian? No, well, it was just kind of like after a while, I just kind of like just fell out of it, like cooking for myself and stuff and just started going out to eat because it, it's not like, oh, I could defy everything. It was, hey, there's a lot of fast food places that you can still go to that's technically vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, you know, anybody out there who's like thinking of doing the whole veg thing, uh, you can still be really unhealthy like ice cream. That's technically vegetarian. You can eat a lot of ice cream. Are you going to go vegan? Uh, maybe. It's hard. I really like cheese. Because you know what it would be called if you went vegan from being vegetarian? Oh, no. What? It would be a new veganing. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Now, I can't take credit for that one because I was okay. talking with, with Chrissy Smurf Erica last night and the rusty nail came up with that one. That's a good one. Ah. Uh, but the yeah. nerd thing about this is so I so I've gotten back into cooking. I've been buying like you go into the grocery store and buying food and actually cooking, not like just getting microwave dinner stuff, but actually cooking real legit food from like groceries, you know, like your grandparents did. And uh, I made a a borscht this week. I saw the picture for that borscht. It actually looked really good. So my nerd thing is, is I made a dish that I'd never made before and it was it tasted pretty good. I liked it. I did. And for those people going like, what's borscht? It's basically like beet stew. Beet stew. And if you if you eat it, you eat like two bowls of it. When you take a crap the next day and you forget that you ate borscht. You think you're, <laughs> you're dying. Yeah. yeah. It's just. Oh, God, it's, there's blood everywhere. It's like, oh, God, there was a murder in the toilet. Because it's usually like bright purple. <laughs> oh, man, it was red. Because the recipe I had was like tomatoes, tomato paste. So it was like beets with tomato paste. So it was like really red. Like the the soup looked like a giant like horror fest. It looked like somebody had murder, stabbed, killed, uh, viscerally disassembled, uh, disassembled somebody and just put it in your pot and was like, there's your food. Have fun. I know. But then it was like, oh, it's Anthony. So there's not a single piece of person in there. You know what's really good? Boiled beets with a little bit of wine vinegar on them. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, it's it's really super simple. I've been wanting to do the whole juicing thing with beets. I've never done that before. I've bought beet juice before. I've heard a lot of good things about like making a a ju- like juicing a cocktail from like veggies and stuff, and adding a beet into it, and like it has a lot of really good uh, pluses for you. Yeah, ma- it 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 masks the vodka and makes it taste like less alcoholic. It <laughs> <laughs> tastes so I'm in. good. I'm in. So, Brian, what was your nerdy thing? You're probably obviously going to win. So why do I even need to share? Because we want to (laughs) know, damn it. (laughs) So I've been actually thinking a lot about this because every single week we tend to share kind of unusual things for nerdy things, like especially nerdy things, I guess, because we're trying to win. But I was sort of thinking about the purpose of the game was to talk about the nerdy things we do. And I wanted to share more of a demo. I wanted to share more of a day in the life thing. Okay. I'm not trying to outshine you guys by like making mine special. I'm just trying to come up with an excuse for why I didn't do anything super special this week and making it sound like I did. Way better than it is. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, for example, every single week I could, it's like, what, what's the nerdiest thing you did this week? Oh, I edited the podcast and I listened to us all at two times speed. Which sounds really awesome. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) The best was when I was editing our episode with Rusty, and I could hear his southern drawl at two times speed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. At two times speed? That's beautiful. I want to hear this. 
It was making me laugh every single time. Oh my god, that's that's beautiful. I actually couldn't do the Kersey Smurf, Smurf Erica at two times speed. I had to do it at 1.6 because it brings it into such high re- register that I can't understand it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. That's really good. That's what it sounds like. That's great. Okay, so the thing I'm sharing is um, in the – so I do the – the Supernatural Live Watch, as part of my, as part of my group stuff, I do in the Supernatural Road So Far Facebook group. And after the Live Watch, it turned into a "Let's share the weirdest shit we can imagine on YouTube" conversation. Oh God! And it was great. And it was mostly, "You've never heard that song before? Play that song." So, <laughs> Badgers, Amazing Horse. Give it a lick. Tastes just like raisins. <laughs> Y'all done? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, wait. Ooh, that's dirty. Okay, go ahead. Do you think so? <laughs> Better not show you where the lemonade, lemonade is, is made. Oh. <laughs> lemonade. Sweet lemonade. Oh, God, you guys got me doing it. <laughs> So yeah, we had, we watched some supernatural fan fiction in YouTube form, which was hilarious. Nice. It was basically people who it was this guy who finds really bad fan fiction and he animates it. <laughs> that's all, that that's amazing. Yeah, he pronounces the typos. No way. Mm-hmm. I love when people do that with really bad fan fictions where they read it and they say all the like really bad stuff about it. Woo! I got excited about fan fiction too. I wonder what. I wonder if he's a Destiel shipper. Oh God! <laughs> well, I think he's more of a wins. I think he's more of a um, wincest. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> of course, Anthony oh. takes it way too far. Speaking of uh, <laughs> <laughs> with my son, even <laughs> oh God! But no, speaking of that, I, I have to tell you guys something. Uh, I actually saw the episode of Supernatural. Uh, where they're at the girls' school for the play for the first time two weeks ago. Really? I'd never yeah, seen that episode. The fan fiction shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that episode was amazing. Dean's fourth wall break was beautiful. That yeah. Was good. Just looks at the camera like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. I think my favorite part of that episode was to carry on my wayward son at the end. I teared up. That was beautiful. I loved that. And I was like, damn, that's some heart. <laughs> they go to space. <laughs> oh, man. But that, that was a very... Everything. Say that again, Anthony. You were distorted. Watching silly YouTubes. You're watching the silly YouTubes? With, yeah, that's my thing. That's my nerdy thing. So... Time to vote. I vote for Anthony. Anthony's being healthy. I vote for him, too. Is being healthy nerdy, though? I... When you make a borscht so beet and tomatoey that it looks like you murdered somebody and put it in your stock pot, yeah. <laughs> now, are you posting pictures of the shit that you that you that you cook? Don't post pictures of the shit. Yeah, of course I post pictures. Okay, then. Yeah, then it's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then uh, I guess I'll vote for me too. We'll make it unanimous. Ah, uh, you're a terrible person. Let, nah, so let's care. talk about something we haven't talked about in a while. Let's talk about food because Anthony. Was Anthony? Anthony did his borscht. So Michael and me, let's go. Michael, what have you been? What what what's the latest interesting thing you've eaten? I actually bought up and tried a new recipe on Thursday. I had I, I well I, okay. It, it all stems from me watching an old episode of Cowboy Bebop, and they always talk about eating bell peppers and beef. And I was like, and like, they only, you only ever see bell peppers. So I'm like, what would be in that? So I came up with my own recipe for it and I made it. I took, a, okay, real quick. I'm a meat eater, everybody. Shocking. And I like eating cows, and chicken, and pigs. And if I can get my hands on a buffalo, that sucker's dying. Because they actually have, they have, they have farms where they're raised. And it's actually really good. Bison's I delicious. had buffalo burgers before, before I became a vegetarian. Bison's delicious. I made them. I love it. It's so I good. made some myself, actually. So, but anyway, so I took a top sirloin steak and I cut it into quarter inch strips and I put it in a pan with uh, grapeseed oil. 
just enough for the for the iron skillet to have a, a wet coating on the bottom. And I and I start the steak searing. And then I cut my bell peppers and my onion. I got a white sweet onion and I used orange bell peppers this time, but I think I'm going to use green ones next time. And I made sure I flipped all the strips of steak over. I added in one uh, what was it? Ta- one tablespoon of minced garlic, a little bit of salt and pepper. I didn't want to have too much seasoning outside of the garlic and salt and pepper because I wanted the onion, the sweet onion flavor and the bell pepper to really bleed into the meal. So I mm. and I put the onions in, and when they became translucent and almost caramelized, that's when I put my bell peppers in because I wanted the bell peppers to stay crunchy-ish. And I sautéed it all together until the bell peppers started to, uh, for the lack of a better word, pucker. Like they, <laughs> I know, right? So I put those all together, and then I served it out to me, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and my daughter. Katie had already eaten dinner. I, it actually came out really good. I really enjoyed it. Everybody else enjoyed it. I think I want to think of something that would go really nice with it as a side dish. I can give you a few stuffed bell pepper recipes, and I can make them really quick, other than unlike yours. <laughs> Mine actually, I think, I, I didn't really time it, but I think my recipe altogether took like 12 minutes to 15 minutes to make altogether. It took that long to tell it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted detail. I wanted to share the recipe. <laughs> I got... Um, when I think of stuffed bell peppers, I think of um, some kind of like protein bound together with rice and it's- then stuffed into the bell pepper. But two things that are really good in stuffed bell peppers is dirty rice. Mm, okay. Yeah, I can see that. And um, sloppy joe mix. Oh, just the mix? You use rice to bind it. Oh, man. That would be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dirty rice or would you use like white jasmine? Uh, I would use brown because I only use whole grain rice, but oh, know, it's true. Yeah, choose what you will. I like I like jasmine rice, so maybe. But a whole, but a brown rice would be really good. I, I actually it. found brown basmati rice for Indian recipes. Really? Where Where did that? I don't know. I found it somewhere. You just remember finding I found it. it somewhere. Just a place. Some guy was selling it on the side of the road. Tried to get me to buy beans too, but I was like, beanstalk? No way. Saw that movie. <laughs> what if Jack would have eaten the bean? That's what I thought, too, after, like, the first, like, three times I've watched stories with it. Like, I was like, what if he was really hungry and actually ate those fuckers? Well, I'm assuming that his stomach acid would have destroyed the beans. Or they made it grow even faster. that becomes question of, does the magic all of a sudden wear off the beans and, like, become part of his body? Or does the magic disappear with the beans? Or does Jack turn into a giant? After and that's my point, then. Like, yeah. if he digests the beans and the magic goes into him, does he grow I, super large? I just had the thought. What if, the like, you, you saying the magic going into him instead of being with the beans anymore? That's where the jolly G- green giant came from. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, my thought was always, like, the beanstalk <laughs> bursting out of his stomach and horribly murdering him. And, like, his mother would be like, my son, oh, God, no. But instead, he just turns into the beanstalk. And then a giant, and then adding on to what Brian said, a giant bean pod sprouts off the stalk, falls to the ground. He's the Jolly Green Giant. Oh, what? All right. All right, listeners, you have your assignment. Write your fan fiction. <laughs> what? <laughs> Michael, that's so weird. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so nerdy. It's so creative. I like it. No. Now I'm imagining all these bean pods just growing a bunch of giants in them, like from the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all these pods all over the place. And they just like, they wake up and they pull the vines from their backs and they look over and there's just more giants. They're like, what happened? See, Jack and the Beanstalk, the Jack universe is actually the Matrix. And when he eats the bean... Wakes it up. wakes him up from the Matrix, and he's been a giant in a bean pod the entire time. Oh, Jesus. Dun, dun, Food lately, ever since around Christmas time or around New Year's time, Anna, who is going to be our guest next week? Next week, right? Next is it this? Week. We keep saying next week, but it really is next week, right? It's literally yeah. next week. Okay. Time. Anna came over and made um, traditional. Swedish Christmas food. She made lutefisk. I still want to try that. And I know everybody that's not vegan. I made an exception. Superfluous. <laughs> yes. The um, I'd never had it before. I made an exception. I do make an exception sometimes. Um, 
we I did make everything else vegan, including the bechamel sauce. But I fell in love with the vegan bechamel sauce that I've been making that like all the time because it's a super rich sauce that has like almost no fat in it because I use like a teaspoon of olive oil when I make it and I'm using non-fat, non-sugar almond milk or cashew milk to make it. So I've been putting that crap on everything. I've been making cream pastas with gluten-free penne with like asparagus and mushrooms and onions. I've been making um, this um, cream sauce for baked potatoes that has um, pureed uh, parsley in it. That sounds very delicious, but I think Aiden disagrees. Really? That was fantastic, Aiden. Good job. Wow. Are you yodeling? (laughs) My son yodels, apparently. That's a good talent to have. He's learning how to vocalize. That's good. So, it's never a bad Brian, thing. you mentioned you mentioned that you 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 cheated on your vegan diet, and that sounds like a fun conversation. What would make us cheat on our vegetarian vegan diets? Because I'm okay with cheating too well, in I rare circumstances. I don't really cheat. I always allow a few things on occasion. Well, like for example, if I go to a restaurant and I haven't eaten, and there's like no other options other than like, see. People always say, you're a vegan, you can order a salad. I hate that. I don't want to pay 15 bucks for a salad because the salad normally comes with chicken and I'm asking for it without chicken. Yeah. And I'll never eat chicken. You're a bunch of extra money for chicken that you're not getting. Yeah. So my allowances are I have fish on very rare occasion. Usually that fish consists of sushi. Like I think the last time I had cooked fish was Michael's birthday party I went to two years ago. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly the last time I had yeah. fish. When I visit Heather in Portland, we do an off-plan cheat day because normally I don't eat deep-fried food either. And there's a gluten-free fish house in Portland, and I'll go there and have baskets of fried clams. Ooh, that sounds good. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's that's like one of my few allowances. They have, and I just heard that they put fried pickles on the menu. Ooh. So I'm looking forward to trying those. See, my cheat thing would be like if I had the chance to try something I'd never tried before. Like if I went to someone's house and they're like, hey, I just barbecued elk. I'd be like, I've never tried elk. And then I you'd have to I go could, home. I See, guess I, I could make a I guess I can make a reservation for this for this. See, I wouldn't do that. Really? Well, I haven't had I haven't had um any kind of red meat. Any kind of meat that isn't fish in nineteen years. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in 2015, I gave up eggs and dairy, and I haven't had, other than the fried fish, I haven't had egg since then, because, you know, you need eggs for the breading. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm even, I even go to the point where I check ingredients. Like, I don't eat anything that says contains milk, even if it's just in, like, powder. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be careful about that stuff. Yeah. And I don't eat any, add any honey. See, I still, even though I have fish on occasion... The real reason why I say I'm a super vegan is because I'm also gluten-free because I have to be, and I don't eat anything with added sugar, and I only eat whole grain, only food. I generally don't eat anything deep fried, so there's so many extra things that I call it super vegan. Now, Night Vale Bunny would say that I'm a superfluous vegan because I eat fish when I feel like it, but, <laughs> you know, you be you, I'll be me. <laughs> Not about food. That's another yeah. topic we can go on to. I'm going to be having sushi when I go to Portland because we're getting together with some friends and that's what everyone wanted to do. So um, that I'll be enjoying sushi then and we'll be doing the fried fish place at some point too. So I'll be having fish twice. I have a few things written down. What all are we all watching right now? I just finished the two Dave Chappelle comedy specials. Did you guys hear about those? Yes, I've been wanting to watch those. I don't I watch love comedy specials unless they're John uh-huh. Mulaney. Oh, that's right. You're dead inside. Well, no, I like John Mulaney and I like, um, I like um, him too. Oh, who's the other guy? Um, God, I can't think of his name. I'll think <laughs> Bo Burnham. Oh, he's okay. Bo Burnham. He's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, like I find those. a lot of his stuff funny. You would like Bill Burr. If you like Bur- Burnham, you would like Burr. I hate Burr. Why? Burr? What? You don't like Bill Burr? It's, it, there's just something about him that bugs me. Why would I like him? Because their I names are him. similar. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about Bill Burr that bugs me. I love him. I think he's hilarious. Why would I like him? Because I like Bo Burnham. Because they're kind of similar, I think. 
in in their like the, the kind of jokes they tell. Is he a? Does he combine music with mime and stuff? Because nope. that's the reason why I like no, Bill Burnham. Do that. <laughs> no, he's a hardcore old school. Gonna yell, cuss, and and make uh, observations and make it seem funny because I'm yelling. Have you guys heard John Mulaney? I love John Mulaney. He's funnier yeah. than hell. I love his story. I love his story about the antique photos. I love his. Oh, that's a good one. I love his story about the the greatest dinner I ever had. I didn't haven't heard that one. Oh, that that one's good. I'll, I'll, I'll look that one up. How do you make people? How do you make people burst into tears and joy when they hear when they hear um, "It's Not Unusual" by Tom Jones? Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, I love the diner story about what's new, Pussycat. Yeah, that's the the greatest dinner I ever had. Well, the, he doesn't say it's dinner. He said it was a lunchtime with his buddy. Oh, I don't know. It's the greatest. Yeah, and it's with what's new, Pussycat. <laughs> and then it. And yeah, the, oh, oh, and now my. I'm not going to explain. It. I'm not going to explain. Okay, it. good. Because it's a really long story. <laughs> God, it's hilarious. Because one dude snaps. Yes, we're not going to plagiarize John Mulaney, but we love will him, plug him and say, "Look up John Mulaney." Yeah. I will not plagiarize him because he's amazing, but look it up. He's, he's but that's awesome. what I was watching. What, what are you guys, what do you guys been watching on the television? The format here, Anthony, is you name a name, because if you just say what's you guys, Michael and I then talk over each other. Michael, what are you watching since <laughs> Brian's being a little pissy brat? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I haven't been watching too much TV. I think the last... Honestly, the last thing I watched is been what I've normally been watching, which is Critical Role. They actually just did one. They, they did a two episode stint where they have one of their characters finish her what they call Aramente. She's now she's a druid and she's now basically the leader of her people. She has I forget what it, what the feat is, but now she can actually give temporary hit points to her party members when she takes a 10 minute speech, uh, a 10 minute speech. I had that feat when I played 5e. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but I had it. And it was inspiring something. It wasn't five minutes. It was like an action. Well, yeah, an action, but you can take, but he, but with them, she can take 10 minutes. And, um, like they, they're like, basically, it's both the speech is supposed to take 10 minutes, like in game. I remember that someone didn't die because I used that feat. Really? Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. So they, they did that and. I'm really sad because one of their characters actually just left. One of their guys, he had one of his characters leave. He didn't die. He had, he just had him leave. Well, it's pretty official that I'm probably never going to play 5th edition. Why is that? Why? I don't want to dump 150 bucks into the books. That's yeah. right. You you can't play with just a core book uh, anymore. And there's a whole like, well, you can, right? But you can't GM with just a core book. Well, from what I'm reading, handbook. sorry. But well, from what I'm reading is like it's almost it's really hard to play to play even a base character with just the core book. And the the SRD didn't really seem to have enough. I mean, I guess you could get by because the basic rules are there, and you can't get PDFs. Yeah. They don't have PDFs available. Yeah, they don't do it. And like I'm stuck in the old world. And I'm not the type to go. Well, let's figure. Let's find someone who's made PDFs and get them illegally. I'm not like that. I would actually want to support the company, but I can't afford to pay 150 bucks to play it. I just can't do it. So he's just not going to do it. Yeah, that's that sucks. I really enjoyed Fifth Edition. It made me want to a lot. This time next year, I got the books. Possibly, <laughs> I I kind of expect them to release paperback ones eventually because I mean it's a big investment. Yeah, actually, it would be. Those are a very decent one. Yeah, three books at fifty bucks each. It's that's that's a lot of money, and I mean that's just the core of the system. And you usually go further than that, right? Yeah, fifth ed- yeah fifth edition though seems so much fun because I mean I don't watch it just with Critical Role. I mean Acquisitions Incorporated used fifth edition too, which they just did their they just released their uh, Pax East uh, game, which I need to watch. As far as new role playing games go. Starfinder is coming out in August. I saw that. I'm looking forward to that. And they're going to do a society for that too, right? They're doing Starfinder Society. Yeah, it was just announced. Oh my God. That's that's going to be fun. There's a Starfinder Society Facebook group for talking about it and asking questions that I'm an admin on. I'm going to join that. I want to play. It sounds so fun. So 
Space Orcs. You don't, you don't ahead, have man. to join it because I am adding you right now. Oh, thank you. So, uh, speaking of tabletopping and D&D and everything, there is a new episode, a new show that comes on Alpha, and they upload it to both Geek and Sundry and The Nerdist called Celebra D&D. They get celebrities to play D&D with people from Nerdist, and their first episode is with Joe Mangalino. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be uh, the only movie that's coming to mind for him right now, but, but I've seen him in so much else, is the, is the sequel to Magic Mike. Or, or like True Blood? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I was like, I don't watch True Blood, so. I was like, I've seen him in so much shit. <laughs> Why can't I think of anything else but fucking Magic or Mike? Or like the, the new Pee Wee Herman movie that just came out? He's in that? Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. Man, I'm going to see that now. I'm going to look up the actual pronunciation of his name so I can laugh at you. Thank you. Because I'm like, I don't know how to speak your name. But that dude's really cool because I have seen him in a lot of stuff. He was in um, he was in How I Met Your Mother, too. He played Marshall's law friend. I want yeah, the guy who tricks him into thinking he's... Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, he's so I, watched, I watched a little bit of that first episode. And he's actually like really into D&D. He really likes D&D. And yeah, it was really good. Awesome. Oh, it's great. You know who I was really surprised to find out loved D&D? Like he's hardcore into it and he runs his own games and stuff. Vin Diesel. That's no true. fucking way. You didn't know that? You didn't no. know that? There's lots of YouTube of him playing. Yeah. Oh, it's called bullshit. Dude, no. He is a hardcore D&Deer. I found out because he did, uh, like, right after or right before his movie, The Last Winch Hunter, came out. He sat down and played a scenario with everybody from Critical Role. He's too cool for a. He's too cool for the new nerds. No, all right. I, I, you know what? We have bouncers who listen to our podcast, and I need to clarify this because people think. Okay, so thank you, Brian. Hold on, hold on. I, you're you're making a huge generalization here because you're saying Vin Diesel is too cool to play D and I'm not. He is. All right. So this is a general statement, but it's one I've found to be true. Vin Diesel was a bouncer. Before he was an actor, most yeah, that one. most bouncers I have met play D and I wonder why. Um, it's an escape because just because you're a big du- a big dude or an athletic dude doesn't mean you you aren't interested in nerdy things. And making a joke, being, I know. I being a big athletic guy requires a level of obsession that synergizes re- very well with being nerdy. I got another one then to add to your list of of bouncers that play D and D. My father plays D and D. He's played D and D since like edition one. He used to be a bouncer for a strip club. I have to um I have to read this guy's name now real quick just to interject. Um, you were close. It's Manganiello. And Thank I'm, you. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong because the double L might be a yes sound. I don't know. It might be yeah. Manganiello, but no, I think it's Mangan. It's, Ma- it, it, it's going to no, It's going to be uh, L O because he, uh, for Murray, he's Italian. So, but um, so the, I watched a little bit of that episode that was really good. And yes, Vin Diesel is a hardcore D and D. He loves D and D. He's we just that to be a guest. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to happen. And but but let me let you guys nerd out real quick in. The Ben Affleck Batman movie. He's going to play Deathstroke. Oh, my God. Dude. He's going to walk around. Deathstroke. <laughs> what? I'm making fun of him and his, like, I am Groot and Iron Giant stuff. No, Joe Manganiello. Oh, I That's thought you said Vin Diesel. Diesel. Oh, Joe. Oh. <laughs> Thank God. Because I was worried. No, I really thought you meant Vin Diesel. But no, Joe, Joe playing... <laughs> Deathstroke, that's pure genius. It, to give, to be fair, we did jump around a little bit on that one. Um, Joe playing Deathstroke is going to be great. Uh, the guy who played Crixus on Spartacus played Slade and Deathstroke on Arrow. I thought he was really good. I don't watch Spartacus. That's like you didn't watch the Spartacus. That was Spartacus was like the boobs and blood show. Like the first was, episode. But, no, dude, the entire series, tons of boobs, tons of blood. Which honestly, cool boobs, blood. Gets a little old, but the story was really good, and I, I enjoyed most of the acting. I also heard there's a lot of butt stuff, though, too, so... There's... Well, it's supposed to be the Roman Empire. Yeah. Did the boobs get a little old, too? Were there, like, G-MILFs? There was, like, one or two, and I was like, okay, fast forward. <laughs> Wait, those are cool. Rewind. 
Can't be as bad as can't be as bad as Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my God, she is an old lady. Or the whole or the whole breastfeeding scene in Game of Thrones. That oh. was so weird. It's really uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> that was really hard to watch. Uh, so Brian, what are you watching? I am watching Snatch on Crackle. You mentioned that it has a uh, Rupert Grint in it. Yeah, he, he's great. Is it? Yeah. So what's the? I've never actually heard of it. So could you describe it a little bit. Let's let's let um Aiden get his enthusiasm for Snatch out of our out of his system. Oh my god, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> you said it. Context, context. Crazy. You can't hear what it's the funniest thing ever. I'll tell you the joke when you're older. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've already determined that he's into the girls already. He loves the ladies, but not that much. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> His enthusiasm for Snatch. Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give ourselves a second to calm down. <laughs> Have you all Good. seen the movie? No, I didn't even know there was a movie. You, oh my god, you guys got to see Snatch. It's so good. Okay, so let me give you a little background. Let me give you a little background. It, You know, one time is fine, but the name of the movie is Snatch, so it's just going to keep happening. So. I know, but the way you said it, it got me. Okay, go ahead. I'm so gonna... Snatch is the second of the spiritual trilogy of movies that Guy Ritchie made that are British gangster movies. The first one is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. The second one is Snatch. And the third one is Rock and Roller. And I also just watched Rock and Roller. I I just watched it like two days ago. I watched it a long time ago. Yeah, Rock and Roller is part of that. Oh, okay. So Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels both have Jason... Uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch both have Jason Statham, Jason Statham in them. But you see a lot of big names, like um, Jeremy Pivens in Rock and Rolla. Sting is in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, Brad Pitt's in Snatch. And the plots are really complicated because they're gangster movies and they're Guy Ritchie movies, so they usually have a lot of... I mean, you know, like some movies have like an A plot and a B plot. Snatch has like an A B C D E plot. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Brad Pitt in Snatch plays a gypsy bare knuckle boxer, and he speaks with the Traveler's People dialect in the movie. And it's just great. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's really cool. But the show doesn't have any plot connection to the movie, but it's the same style. It's about hustlers in England connected to the connected to English crime and it's shot in a very similar way to the movie was, and it's free on Crackle. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna well, need to see I'll this. I'll have to watch that. I I do notice that sometimes the commercials feel like actual length of TV commercials, but after a couple, you just kind of get used to it. You know, you get spoiled by watching things on the internet with like one commercial break or like. And then there's like several for this. Yeah, this because Crackle's 100% free, so of course it has a lot of commercials. Wow. But I, I understand there's a lot of good content on Crackle. Have you guys watched um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? I've seen like one or two episodes oh. of that, mainly because of the cars. I don't watch Crackle, so. When I say <laughs> you guys, I'm not talking to you. Oh, jeez. Well, because fine. I was going to leave anyways. Anthony hasn't seen it is the shut the fuck up, Michael, of your catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. I was going to leave anyways. I don't want to be about this conversation anymore. You still have a half hour before you have to go. No, I I do have to go. Oh, you do have to go. You have to go to work. I have to go to shower and get dressed and all that. Oh, I thought you were going to be on till at least 1130. We'll miss I you. I, I would try, but I really can't. I don't want to risk it. Be late my first day. No, don't do that. Yeah, I, no. First day, no. So, bye, everybody. I'm going to go teach some toddlers today and see how that goes. You say goodbye and cut yourself off. Goodbye. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, well, he's gone. I'm. We can talk about the real good stuff now. Yeah, like fuck that guy. No, I'm kidding. I love that guy. I. I'm. Let's see. I don't know if I have anything written down. I. I do have so, some of the exciting stuff on Comics Explained that I've been watching. I actually wanted to talk to you about card games. So, which one? Which topic do you want to do first? Because we need to do both of them. Because I mentioned it. 
I want to do, let's talk about card games, because I think mine's going to be really quick. Okay. So All right. Card games. In the last, I want to say, when did, we, when did we start the Firefly game? In 2011, right? Oh, it would have been earlier than that. It had been like 2009. Something like, yeah. So, like, around 2009, 2010, we'll say. Card games have really, like, kind of exploded back. Like, specialty card games. Not like, you know, just your regular 52 pickup. Like, because you introduced me to the game Flux. And then that introduced me into this whole variety of card games that I never knew existed. And they and now, more than ever, they're more and more, I want to say, proliferating. Proliferating? I don't know what I'm saying. Joe Mantliello. <laughs> Joe Mangled name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Joe Mangled name. Like, they just keep popping up everywhere. Everybody's doing Kickstarters for them. And just to name a few of them, like, you have, you know, the big phenomenal hit. Cards Against Humanity, of course, the always classic Flux series with their hundreds of iterations. Uh, One Night Werewolf. I actually just played Exploding Kittens, I think it was called. And now the guys from Rooster Teeth have their game Million Dollars. But it, it just seems like everybody's wa- leaning more and more towards playing these specialty card games now than rather than just standard board games and everything. And it, I'm not complaining. I don't think it's fun because a lot of these games are amazing. Well, I think they've been around for a while. I just think that Cards Against Humanity sort of spiked the popularity of playing card games. Yeah. Because I've literally been at a bar and someone pulled out Cards Against Humanity and all of a sudden five people are playing and we're meeting strangers. So, I mean, that's just a great game for socializing. But also, doesn't that show how terrible people really are? No. (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, because it just seems like and it is a very good way for people to come out and and you may and to meet people and and to really get out of like having like a shell of don't come near me. It just seems like to me personally, I'm not saying it. this is fact. It's just personally, it feels like it came like out of nowhere. But people, is it people are getting tired with like electronics? It's, it's hard for me to really tell because I've been going to gaming conventions for a while. And so I've been inundated with these things for a while. So I don't really see how they're coming out to the general public because I've been, I've, known about the whole card game phenomenon for quite a bit it didn't seem to to come up because as far as i'm concerned we've always been playing card games but i come from a different point of view because i've gone to a lot of board game cons and stuff like that see and my point of view is from somebody who hasn't like my first exposure to flux was you bringing over saying hey i found this new game you want to try it and i remember falling in love with it but it's just because it's so damn easy to play well i mean i literally found out about that game I went to GMI Games in Riverside. I, that's a good game job. And I asked the owner, what's a good card game that's easy to learn and that can be played with two people, but you can add people in? And she goes, Flux is great. You not only can play with two people, you can add people in after you start playing. And I was like, that's perfect. I'm buying that. I don't even need to know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. Now... I, between all our friends, we have so many types. There's there's like Eco Flux, Zombie Flux, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Monty Python Flux, Cthulhu Flux. Or the best one, the original Flux, which they should call it Make Your Brain Hurt Flux. <laughs> I'm going to, it's tied for first with, with my favorite version of Flux. And here's a little quiz. Do you know what my favorite version of Flux is? You played it on New Year's. Firefly. I, I thought it might be a trick question, so I had to think about it for a second. Nope. It, yes, they have Firefly Flux. It, it took the place of uh, Space Flux, uh, Star, what? Star Flux. What's it called again? Firefly Flux. What What, what was that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Firefly Flux? Fla, fla, flu, fla. <laughs> I mean, hang on, let me see. Let's go. Firefly Flux. Yeah, I can't do it. Firefly Flux, Firefly Flux, Firefly Flux? I try and say it, and I can just feel my, my chin just starts like, I'm just going to wag, and, and you're going to push air out. I'm just waiting for you to say Firefly Flux. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, Star Flux got kicked out of the top spot by Firefox. <gasps> that was on purpose. It sounded like you said Firefox. Damn it! <laughs> so, but yeah, there's tons of those iterations, and then now people are following a lot of suit of Cards Against Humanity, which kind of ripped off the Apples to Apples format. I got a ga- I got a new card game that we haven't played yet. I haven't even opened it yet. I got to take my headset off to get it out of the drawer so I can read it. I think I mentioned it on the podcast before. Magicka Mayhem? No, I don't think you mentioned it. Or at least I have, not when I was on. Yeah, maybe I talked to Anthony about it. It's um a card game that uses the that it's based on the Steam game Magicka. Oh, you did mention it. Um 
You said a uh, father and son had yeah, the, father and son made it. And they did a Kickstarter, and I'm I'm excited to try it out. I just you know I got to bring it to a party. Well, I'll have to have one soon. It's two to four. I love at the back of the game it, when it says how many people can play. It says two to four wizards. <laughs> I like that. That's really cool. You know, when I played, and I I haven't I haven't had a chance to play it again, but it was really fun. It was uh, Cyanide Happiness is Joking Hazard. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play that yet. You guys played it after I left the last time. Yeah, you gotta play. It's actually a lot of fun because the whole game is based about making a Cyanide and Happiness three panel comic. I have a friend who has this, but I haven't got a chance to play it yet. It's a unofficial expansion to Cards Against Humanity, and it's called Crabs Adjust Humanity. I've heard of that expansion, and I've wanted to try it. I heard that they're they're a lot wilder than Cards Against Humanity. Oh wow. There's there's one that they I saw on Amazon. I was scrolling here. Amazon, I found one. It's called Cads Against Matrimony, and it's supposed to be a cards expansion, a Cards Against Humanity expansion that has all like that deals with wedding stuff, like horrible things for weddings. Oh, so you like pull that out at a bachelor party or something? Pretty much. We're we're going to um, Universal this week, aren't we? Yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things we're gonna do. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, we know that we if we ever are planning on going again, we never mention it on the podcast. I know, right? One of us is going to die by the, by the end of this. So, my turn. Comics Explained is talking about the new Green Lantern Rebirth run, and it's really cool. And okay. I never thought I'd get excited about Green Lantern. Yeah, that's that's awkward. So, what does it pertain? That's redoing Hal Jordan's origin. Oh, so is he's not going to be like a test pilot anymore? No, he's still test pilots. Just um, sort of refreshing the origin because that's what DC Rebirth do- is doing. It cre it it redoes all the stories about the origins for the new readers and looks at them with a fresh look. Well, that's good. It it more adds details. It like. It doesn't really retcon things, but it fleshes things out a little bit more. So you become a little bit more aware of like the emotions that were going on during that period. Like it goes really deep into how Jordan's dad's death. Oh, really? And how a lot of people were, a lot of people blamed Ferris Air, Air, Air Base for that or Testfield for that because, um, and how his whole relationship with, um, Ferris's daughter. And so it, adds more depth so when things happen later on it makes more sense like like they also redo the whole um sinestro showing up and teaching hal jordan oh wow yeah i I, you get a little bit more detail on atrocities and how that led to blackest night okay so it gives you a little so it's giving you a lot of deep thought for what's coming yeah it, it also connects the origin to things that happened later like blackest night and you know like adds more to that so you knew it was like a big prophetic thing that was going to happen it wasn't just some random event random event that actually connects it to his origin i'm excited the other thing i'm watching on there that is the the green lantern thing it's so many stories it's probably going to take him a couple years to finish it but he's doing injustice right now and he's on year five and he's almost done so you can actually go back and watch most of his videos on Injustice. If you're not familiar with Injustice, it's the comic book line connected to the video game. Which I'm really interested in. It's everything that happened before the game. So the events before what Superman does. Yeah, so it ends the comics end with the superheroes from this from our universe going to their universe. Oh. Because that's what happened in the comic in the in the in the game. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. And the other series he's doing is um, the Superior Spider-Man. And he started with Spider-Island. He's actually doing the whole Superior Spider-Man run. So he started all the way back then? Yeah. Wow. So you you learn about the whole how did they how did they pepper in the Dr. Octopus thing and how did that happen? Not just all of a sudden that big Dr. Octopus story happened. I, I know a lot of people joke about the whole, oh, Peter Parker and Dr. Octopus switched bodies. But it's actually a really cool story. Yeah, because it actually involves consciousness. Yeah, it's a really cool story. Yeah, I, I actually ended up, after, you, after the whole consciousness thing was explained, it seemed a lot more interesting to me. Because I, I love Spider-Man. He's one of my guys. Are you still reading Art of War? 
Actually, I haven't been able to pick it back up since our last talk about it. I'm maybe a few pages into the history of salt. I have to read a, a book for a class I'm in, so it ended up slowing me down a little bit. Yeah, it's understandable. With everything that's going on here, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, with uh, with me, I have not had a chance to really read in a while. I, I want to I read that really bad, so I'm, I got to pick it back up. It's like that sometimes, you know, like, I'll get to the point where I'm reading, like, a book every month, and then, um, like, a book every year out of nowhere. Yeah, it happens. But it happens, that happens to a lot of people. A lot of people I know that are the biggest bookworm readers that I've ever met, they get that way, too. Salt is one of those things that's, it, it's really interesting, but I'm really starting to feel like I'm reading a textbook. So I might pick up some fiction to... Sublet it? Yeah, I might pick up some, because I got some... I got some Pathfinder novels I want to read. I got a Brom book called The Devil's Rose that's been sitting on my shelf for a long time that I've been wanting to read. Hmm. I actually have uh, some fiction that I might try and sublet in while I read Art of War because I understand it's going to be kind of dry. So I'm hoping to get the books for uh, Master and Commander because they have like a 20. It's like a 22 book series so far for the Master and Commander series. But I want to get like the first couple books, and I also want to get the Kingslayer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Is the Far Side of the World World the first part of Master and Commander? That's actually Far Side of the World. Remember, is actually like the third book in the series. Like the the movie, from what I understand, encompasses like two to three books of the series. So I have I have the Life of Pi sitting on my shelf. I could read that. Might be a good thing to read. I have this crazy book. Um, that I've been sitting on for a while that I, I want to read. Um, my name is David Cole. It's a privately published book. That's I read it a while ago. It's really good, but I have the sequel to it. Okay. They both say my name is David Cole in the spine of the book, and I'm not going to take my headset off to get up and get the book and actually look at the title. But one is my <laughs> name is one of them is like Storm Rising or something like that. After my name is David Cole, okay. but it's about this guy that finds out he was chosen by God and he goes through this whole epic like mystical superhero journey oh wow yeah it's it's really neat and it goes back and forth to him going through these super journeys and then going back to his regular life and almost forgetting that he went through all this and then getting sucked back into it there's there's some scary parts in it too like there's a part that he where he meets a ghost that really scared me really yeah that sounds fun yeah, it's written by a guy named John Souza that a friend of mine introduced me to. I, I love privately published books. I like the smaller published books. Like, um, I really want you to read The Hole Behind Midnight by Clinton Boomer. That's amazing. Yeah, you keep you keep bringing it up. I, I really want to listen to that. I mean, read it. Listen to it. I don't know if they have an audiobook. They probably do by now. I'm Boomer's the kind of guy that would have gone through the effort to put an audiobook together. I mean, but, you know, it depends on how well his Patreon is doing. You know, speaking of audiobooks, I actually was able to get back into my Audible account. Boy, what were you like banned and you had to re-enable it or something? No, I couldn't. Re I couldn't remember which email I had used for it, and, <laughs> and then, at the, and then uh, on my old phone, it would just tell me that either my email or my password is wrong. So I would like go through my emails, but then I'd like use different passwords too. So it was like this really big like craps game. Well, I got my new phone, and on my new phone, it tells me. I, I put in my one email. It's like, there's no account for that email address. It's like, okay. So I put in this other, my other, my next oldest email, which I usually use for a lot of stuff. And it's like, your password is incorrect. It's like, okay, so it's that email. So I changed like one, one letter on my password. And it's like, welcome to Audible. Do you want to download this book that we have in your account storage? And I was like, yeah, because I only have one book. <laughs> and it's the, uh, that RA Salvatore uh, collective book that I told you about. I might get Audible for a short while when I go on my photography road trip this summer. I've never done it before. It just, it comes across as expensive to me. It's really, it, it's really nice. I mean, I only have the one book, but it's, it's really nice because you get, you can listen to something that you really like and not have to worry about hold, really holding something. So if you're, so you're not a, a subscribing member right now, you just have a book in your account. Yeah, no, the only book i ever got was the let me see i'll bring it up. i can bring up the actual full name because i have the phone right next to me so where are you audible there you are the only book i have in my account is the legend is legend of driz the collect uh the collected stories and it's a unabridged version and it's 
12 chapters of stories uh, from the basically everybody revolving world around uh, the Lost Realms world. Most of it involving people that know Drizzt or actually is Drizzt. Forgotten Realms. Yeah, basically all Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms, not Lost Realms. I said Lost? You've said it on other podcast episodes, too, and I've been dying to say something. Oh, shit. I never realized that. I thought I was saying Forgotten. They're really good, and it's an all-star cast that reads it. Let me see here. View details. I, um, so, people who read the books that read the chapters, because each chapter is a different person. Felicia Day, Dan Harmon, Greg Grunberg, Tom Felton, Dan, Danny Pudi, Sean Astin, Militia Roush, Ice-T, Will Wheaton, Weird Al Yankovic, Michael Chiklis, and David Duchovny. Ooh. Yeah, I've been wanting to hear the the World War Z that's like that, where they used a lot of different actors. I want to do that, but I don't think I want to spend the money on it. But the the Legend of Driz one, I got it for free because they had a, a first 30-day special. Read an article, and it's like they were talking to Ice-T, and he's like, yeah, it was, it was really hard pronouncing these words and names for this audiobook I did. And then I looked it up, and I found out what it was. I was like, holy crap, how much is that? And I went on Audible, it's like, 30 days, first 30-day drop special for free. And if you bought it within the first 30 days, it, the book was actually free. So I was like, click, you're mine. So it's, it's very good. There's a couple guys who just don't really get into the reading, so it's a little dry. But the story's good. David Duchovny, when he reads his story, you're, you get sad. Because it, the way he reads it, like in this dry melancholy, that's like, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> this poor bastard. So, But it's very good reading. I'm sold. You, you will enjoy them. Now, they sell them as separate... They sell the stories as separate shorts, but they're like ten, twelve dollars a piece. So, but I, you would, I think you would enjoy it if you ever want to try it. So, I just remembered that I'm actually hosting this episode, and I'm I was supposed to wrap things up. I was waiting for you to be like, for you to be like, oh right, I'm the host. <laughs> it it's hard to remember, dude. You do such a good job, and you you have such a you have such a seductive voice that draws me in. I do not. I sound horrible. I'm Jim Henson. Yeah. Your voice is so seductive, it made me forget about Snatch for a little bit. <laughs> as far as things coming up, we got Anna Meyer coming back next week. And the week after that, we have The Order of the Amber Die. I'm excited for both I, of those guests. I am in the middle of jubilation for it. I'm going to keep my composure. I won't fanboy or anything because of who they are. But I think that but that's going to be a really, 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 really fun episode. The Order of the Ember Die is a marathon gaming group. Yeah, they don't just play D&D. Not D&D, Pathfinder. Because we were talking about D&D earlier. I don't, you know what? Most of the stuff I've seen is Pathfinder, but they're a marathon gaming group. They might, uh, they might do other game systems. I don't know. We'll have to ask them that when we have them on. That is a good question. Yeah. Things I got coming up personally... I'm going. I'm go. I'm going on a photo shoot this week. Um, no commission. Just trying to get some more material. Um, um, what kind of shoot is it? Well, I have to plan based on the weather, so I don't really know until until like a day before when I'm sure that the forecast is right. Okay. Normally, I go on Wednesdays, but I'm going to Universal, so I will be doing snapshots. I'll take my camera with me. Last time I went, I didn't, which oh. means I'll be getting a locker. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I, I never, I think I got the, the free locker one, like when we were going to try and go on a ride. But like after that, we're just like, keep our shit with us. Well, I didn't really think about the lockers until I went with Daniel Cross and his wife and they did their costume changes. So they needed a locker. Do you have a robe yet? No, I want to get one so bad. See, I, I think I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm nerdy, but it's not, it doesn't really light my fire. I, okay. Did I make a joke? <laughs> I, it's like we're talking about magic and stuff. You're like, light my fire. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that. Wow, I must be funnier than I think I am. <laughs> One thing I did do is I posted this video of this jer of this Viking game on the Nerd Podcast Radio page. I did a little research and I talked to Anna, who understands a little bit of German. The way these guys are playing this game, they both have their hands on this chest and they're blindfolded. And they're swinging a bag filled with claws at each other's heads. And in between each turn, they're saying something. And it turns out what they're saying is the person's name and can I hit you with the bag? Then the other person has to say yes. So it's basically Viking Marco Polo. <laughs>
It's awesome. I was really happy that I figured that out. But I want to play this at the next time we have a get-together. I want to try this. All we need is some kind of box or low table, some kind of chest or low table, a couple of, like, shopping bags filled with t-shirts. Yeah. And blindfolds. And that's it. It seems like a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah, it sounds like an awful lot of fun because these guys looked like they were really good at it. Like they were hauling off and beating the hell out of each other at one point. They were missing every single time. <clears throat> I mean, they were. I mean, they were really good at hiding from the hit blindfolded. I was impressed. I thought it was yeah, so cool. that was impressive. But at the same time, it looked like it was. It would even with cloth, it was going to hurt. Yeah, it did look like it was going to hurt. But I mean, I I don't think a a tote bag with t-shirts in it. I mean, it was just enough so you could swing it. I don't think it was meant to be like a monster hit. Yeah, I don't think so either. So, Brian, where can they reach us at? Well, you didn't share what you're up to. Oh, right. I got sidetracked. Uh, for uh, this week, of course, Universal. Uh, I'm actually taking a friend out for his bachelor party this week. Time today? The old, I believe it's today, yeah. Tonight, even. What do you guys got planned? We're just going to go shoot some pool, honestly. <laughs> is that billiards or is that bringing a shotgun to an abandoned pool? <laughs> That's a, Both are really good ideas. <laughs> We're probably just going to go play billiards. But shooting in uh, a shotgun into an empty pool sounds like a lot of fun and like eardrum shattering. I actually have um, something really fun we can do um, if you want to take me shooting. I do. Yeah, I have um, a couple of dead um, LCD monitors. You do? Yeah, we could shoot them. I am so there. Yeah, I might I might have some old like I, I don't want to shoot computers because it's too much debris, but shooting <laughs> a monitor might later. be fine. What are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, that's really my week, honestly. That sounds like a good week. I mean, we're we're actually doing something together, and both of us don't sound really excited about it. Okay, hang on, hang on. Oh my god, we're going on Wednesday to Universal. Me and the super vegan himself. We are going, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I'm going to use magic spells on him because guess what? Someone's got a wand, and it's just it's going to be the shit. You know, I think I'll be a lot more excited if I finish watching Snatch first. (laughs) Because Snatch really lights my fire. (laughs) Stop. Stop. So, if you would like to talk to us or get a hold of us, you could do that on the Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page. That's Nerd Podcast Radio. You can go on there, ask us questions, chat with us. That is the best way to make suggestions about what we're going to talk about on the show. You can also reach us by email at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, anthony at com. That's a good website. Yeah, it's a really good website. <laughs> and as and on Twitter? Twitter? Yes, on Twitter, at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at NerdcastRadio. As usual, please go on iTunes and write us reviews. We have two reviews right now. We would love to have three. So please take the time, write us a review, hopefully a positive review. But if you write us a negative review, that's perfectly fine. We will take your advice. Make sure to include feedback in that review rather than just saying these guys are boring and god awful. Tell us why we're boring and god awful. We would love to know. Kill kill the meat eater. Then your show's going to be awesome. Or, or you guys talk about being, you guys talk about Brian's whole, why is he super vegan way too much? No. We do it just right. We do it just right with Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> See, that uh, one didn't even make any sense. <laughs> I have a dirty mind. Uh, the name of this episode is probably going to be something like Snatch is a fun word to say. <laughs> this, oh, oh God. It, this is the part of hosting that I don't like because you do, do you it want, so well. Do you want me to do it? No, no, no. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. So this was a really fun episode where we all, to all yeah, this was a really fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really fun episode where we talked about a lot of fun things. Anthony was on first. Michael was on later. Anthony had to leave early. We talked about all the geeky stuff we watch and the nerdy stuff we listen to including books. It was great. And snatch is a fun word to say. <laughs> is that good? You like that one? <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> we we didn't include plugs this time, but I think we plugged enough 
thing. There was enough plug what just, we were talking about. Yeah, just in conversation, we did enough. This has been my dog is trying to get my attention while I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I was today's host, Super Vegan Brian, along with Special Mikey. Bye, everybody. Man, that's- and Hindu Anthony, who wasn't here. So, Michael, give us a, your your best Hindu Anthony. Bye, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this was Nerd Podcast Radio. Everybody, please make sure to stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. awesome. I actually got to write that down. <laughs> do, do, it, do it again, and I'll cut off Anthony. <laughs> awesome. Bye.